You're tuned in to The Keetra Show and listening to SOB, Style of Business, the podcast with your host, Keetra. We aim to highlight the ongoing trek of entrepreneurs and business owners from around the globe, featuring stories that recount their struggles, experiences, and inevitable road to success and self-fulfillment. Welcome to SOB. Hey, what's up, y'all? Welcome back to the new season of SOB Style of Business. This is your host, Keetra. I took some time off to reflect, recollect, and recharge and to enjoy a couple of the, the, the months of the summer. But now we're back with the new season, starting with episode number 76. Yeah, but we have a, a wonderful guest uh, by the name of Miss Carrie Walsh, and she is a personal trainer and the founder of Fitness For You. So she's going to be talking to us today about, you know, some different health and wellness tips, strategies ideas, uh, and also sharing with us information about her business, which she co-founded, which is the Diet Terminator, and sharing with us details about their program as well. So definitely excited to have her on with us today. Ms. Carrie, please give us a brief introduction, and we will roll right into the interview. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. So I am a certified personal trainer, and I started my business back in 2013. I came from the corporate world, and I up and left my job and decided to change my career in my early 40s. And and I've not looked back. I started out as a private personal trainer, training one-on-one clients in a gym that we built in our home. And I also have a uh, an all-women's boot camp group called Empowerment Hour. And I've been doing that since the very beginning. And that is actually my true love. I love working with a group of women, the camaraderie, the friendships that have been made over the years is awesome. Um, it's a judgment-free zone uh, program that's designed to get you moving, get you focused, make a lot lifestyle changes that are actually, you know, sustainable. And then again, I'm a co-owner of the Diet Terminator. And this is something that I've added to my business in the last year. And what I do is I coach clients and I'm a master educator that certifies health and wellness professionals to do the same. So I coach my clients and we'll talk a little bit about more of that, you know, through the podcast. So... Great. I love that. And you know what What really excites me about this whole conversation? I mean, I just told you that I, I definitely enjoy fitness, but also I know that you, you know, coming from a corporate career and, and that background, and then you're journeying into this entrepreneurial venture, you know, which happened to be fitness for you. Okay. The jump. Tell us what was that transition like for you? <laughs> Well, <laughs> what was it like? Tell us, give us all the gritty details about it. Yeah, I'm going to be real. I'm going to be real. So it was a struggle. I'm not going to lie. It was very difficult leaving a perfectly good job, perfectly good paycheck. You know, the struggle of just having structure in your day and being your own boss. It sounds great, but when you actually go to do it, you kind of get caught up in, oh my gosh, what do I do today? And I can wake up at any time I want to, and I can stay up as late as I want to, and I can do whatever I want during the day. So it was very, it took me a while to get used to having structure and and have a schedule. And I had to work with coaches to make that happen. Um, it wasn't something I was able to, you know, really do on my own in the beginning. Um, just keeping myself accountable. It's, it's easy to talk, just like going to the gym, it's easy to talk yourself out of it. So having that accountability, you know, I hired coaches to help me to get through that. 
And then figuring out who my ideal client was. You know, I went into the business thinking, I just want to help people. And you don't realize that there's a lot of different kinds of people that need a lot of different kinds of help. And so my, you know, finding my mission statement and really figuring that out took some time and took some coaching. So, you know, being in business by yourself, you do everything. You know, you wake up in the morning and it's from start to finish. You are doing everything from taking calls, making appointments, um, doing the actual training and coaching, you know, just, just everything, writing the programs, everything, writing your content for your Facebook page or your social media, writing all your newsletters to send out to your email list. You're doing everything and it's a lot. And then if you are not technology savvy, which I kind of am, but not in the world of your own business. And there's a lot of shiny object syndrome going on because there's so many great programs that you learn about and you feel like you've got to have them all. So it's trying to, you know, figure out, go through all that and figure out, you know, what works best for your business and who your ideal client is and make it all, put it all together and make it work. So that was definitely a struggle, but it's doable. And with coaching, it was very doable. But in so many ways, this has been the most rewarding job. And I say job with quotes because it's not really a job for me. That is very surreal sometimes that this is what I do. So it's really awesome, but it was definitely a journey to get here. I love that. I love that. Yeah. I mean, the, the fact that you, you know, you, you definitely laid out that it wasn't all roses, but at the end of the day, you know, it's something that you enjoy doing. And I know that you wouldn't turn back. Like, I, I, know, I, know, I know it's something that was well worth your time and energy. So let's get into the, the health and fitness. I know that um, I was reading a little bit about your background and I know like <clears throat> we're talking about going to the gym and just trying to keep up, you know, you, 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 you wanted to keep up so that when you went out to these socials and and, you know, just kind of meeting with friends, you know, not having to watch what you eat, you know, go to the gym, try to work that off, try to make make sure that you're implementing a plan to keep up under a certain weight or to look presentable and all this other stuff. But when did like y- your overall health and wellness, when did that become a priority to you? So my health and wellness, my personal journey began, um, honestly, back when I was, I was in an abusive marriage and I was going through, I finally found the courage to get a divorce, to leave the relationship. And I focused on me. And part of that was with my health and wellness. And I started working with a trainer who actually is a huge part of my journey and how I ended up quitting my job and starting my own business. So, you know, I found my, my confidence and feeling good about me and what I was doing, moving my body in ways that I had not done before because I really, I mean, it kind of worked out, but not really. So when I started working with the trainer through, you know, through healing, through my divorce, it was, it was the best thing I could have ever done. And I truly just, from the very beginning, she kept telling me, you really need to do this for, you know, your, for a career. And I thought she was crazy, but look at, here I am. Exactly. Yeah. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Well, she knew what she was talking about. And, you know, another thing that that really caught my eye about some of the things that you talk about in your your background was the fact that you you were focused so much on like your body image and, you know, comparing. And, you know, especially when you think about these days, you have the different social media that a lot of people are comparing their bodies to and the magazines and the models and all this other stuff. But really, a lot of times when you're talking about fitness, a lot of people don't really understand the dieting, you know, and how that plays yep. 
apart. So let's talk about the non-diet approach. Like I know typically when it comes to weight loss, people think that they need to cut back or they need to, you know, take up some sort of Atkins diet or some, you know, Mediterranean diet and all these other things. But tell us a bit about what the non-diet approach means and give us a little introduction to the diet terminator as well. Okay. So, um, so yeah, so I actually went through my own little journey. Like you said, I, when I became a trainer, I went through a phase where I felt like I had to have this perfect body, what society considers a perfect body for a trainer um, and not have, you know, a little muffin top or have a little extra pounds or a roll or whatever. And it kind of threw me into this place of eating that I had not experienced before, or I didn't think I had experienced before. And I was just, I was measuring my food and counting my calories. And I mean, just spending so much time and energy trying to have this perfect body. And thankfully, I have a friend of mine who's a registered dietitian who has the non-diet approach. Um, you know, she she coaches through the non-diet approach. And that's how I got into that that side of it. It was a huge turning point for me in my business. And, you know, typically what happens is when I'm working with someone, we have to retrain the brain because we really, society has put us into this diet mentality. Every magazine you pick up, you've got this, you know, perfect body, what looks like a perfect body. Of course, you know, it's been touched up. It's been, you know, it's not really their body. They they make it, they have this, this ideal body that we think we're supposed to have. Um, and then you've got all these diets and you know the magic you know the the magic pill the magic diet the everything and it's constantly in our face and it, we we've just been trained to think that that is the answer and we get into this habit loop where we have a trigger where you have an emotion a stress of you know your blood sugar levels because you know you're not eating enough so your blood sugar levels they drop and then you go through this action of an automatic turn to your food so you have your trigger your action and then the reward and the reward could be escaping from feelings or emotions or, you know, getting that sugar high because your sugar level has dropped so low. And then you end up with the consequences and that's in other areas of your life. And that could be weight gain. It could be your health, relationships. And then you start all over because now you've, you've hit rock bottom or what you think is rock bottom. And then you go back to a diet. So it's just this vicious cycle that you have the trigger, the action, the reward, the beat yourself up. You've got it. And then you've got your consequences and you go right back to the very beginning. So that's kind of how we get there. And, you know, the diet terminator uh, or the non-diet approach actually it promotes awareness of internal cues we've we've lost you know what it feels like either to be hungry or we've lost what it feels like to how do we stop you know where do we stop to eat we over we're overeating because we're we're you know we're living in a non-restrictive world or we're living in a restrictive world of eating and then we go to this binge side of it that's what i see a lot of my clients do it doing because of yo-yo dieting we restrict 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 and then on the other end when we can't restrict anymore because we just give in to what we think we have no willpower, which is just really your blood sugar levels dropping and you're you're starving all the time. So you go into this binge world. So what what non-diet approach, what it's not, it's not counting calories or points. It's not the all or nothing mentality. You're not weighing, you're not measuring, um, you're not eliminating or um, limiting certain tempting foods, you know, fun foods, what I like to call fun foods for weight loss. 
loss. You're not eating on a schedule. So you don't, you don't have a meal plan. It's what do you really enjoy in life? You know, when you're sitting around a table and you're with your friends drinking your wine and eating your pizza, are you sitting there feeling, you know, guilt and shame? It, you don't have to. You can actually sit and have a few pieces of pizza and wine and enjoy the company that you're with and, and, and live your life instead of living your whole life thinking about food and every bite you're taking, you're feeling guilty and you're feeling the shame of, I shouldn't be eating this. So if, if someone is, is if, that's, if that's triggering something right now, that is, this is definitely something you know, t- to look into because um, you don't have to live that way. And I used to live that way and I don't anymore. And it's, it's awesome to be able to sit around the table and enjoy your company and not be stressing about your food. You know what, Carrie? I I absolutely love that. I, I love the concept of fun foods because uh, you know sometimes, especially for me, like I, I do, you know, the, the cheat day. I mean, not it's not a tradition, but for me, I I love to have a good cheat day. And one of my fun foods is the Ben and Jerry's chocolate chip cookie dough. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, if you think of it like this too, if you restrict yourself to one day of having what you call a treat meal, then or a treat or whatever it is that that you call it. If you restrict yourself all week and then the day that you've built up to this, yay, today is the day I can have this, more than likely you're going to overeat. And then you go into that binge phase. And so, and, and when I say binge phase, I'm not talking about eating disorders. I'm just talking about, um, you know, your, your actions. It's a binge reaction. And so when you've restricted all week and then you allow yourself, that's just naturally going to happen. And so if through the week, if you allow yourself, I mean, I allow myself every day to have, if I want a little bite of chocolate, you know, I have a little bite of chocolate. Think of it this way. When a new song comes out and you just can't get enough of it and you listen to it over and over and over and over and you finally get sick of it. And then you kind of go through a time where you don't listen to it. And then all of a sudden you're like, you know, I kind of want to listen to that song. It's the same way with eating. You may eat more of it up in, in the beginning when you allow yourself. And it's a little bit scary because you have haven't learned to trust your body yet. And so you may eat more of it, but then you kind of go through the phase of, eh, I've been eating that for seven days now. I'm kind of over it or 14 days or what I'm kind of over it. And I don't really want any of that right now. And then a few weeks later, you might decide to have a little bit and you just, you kind of level out. So you do go through like an up phase and then a down phase and then it levels out. I love, okay, level out. Okay, that's that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to try to work on leveling out because I, I definitely hear what you're saying. I mean, I, I guess the, it would be probably better to just not restrict and just eat that Ben and Jerry's like a little bit, you mm-hmm. know, days yeah. out of and saving it for a special day, like a cheat day. Absolutely, yeah, because that's that's actually the diet mentality when, when you're saving things up, when you're saving calories for a special dinner so you don't eat during the day and you go in the evening and you've saved all your calories, that's the diet mentality. Whereas if you just, you eat throughout the day to nurture your body and then you go in the evening and you enjoy your time out, but you, you know, you don't, doesn't mean you have to eat everything on your plate. You listen to your body and you stop when you're full. But again, sometimes some people have to relearn what does that even feel like? I didn't even know what my hunger cues were because I had, I was always afraid to feel hungry. Because when I was hungry, I was ravenous because I had lost touch with what it felt like to start getting hungry. That sounds, oh, okay. Yeah, that, that definitely sounds like a place that you definitely want to prevent yourself from, from having to even get to that point. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's, I'll tell you what, I know you've given us a brief, but really get into, tell us about the diet terminators. Like who, who does this program benefit the most? Like, and, and also go into like how you guys work as well. 
Okay. So a, a good way to understand the diet terminator is just understanding to learn to understand the psychology of unhealthy eating behaviors and patterns and how to manage them. We all have them. And this the, the, it benefits, in my opinion, it benefits pretty much everybody, but I'm going to give you some examples. So anyone with low self-esteem, self-worth, someone who's a perfectionist, anyone who deals with depression or anxiety tendencies, an, intro, an introvert, a lot of times introverted people, sometimes they'll, they'll closet eat. Compulsive personalities, uh, all, you know, the all or nothing kind of thinkers, which I happen to fall into that category. It was all or nothing. I either was on a diet or off a diet. There's no in between. This one is a big one. Competitive, uh, competitive people, athletes, models, body competition, uh, but people who do body competitions, they get into unhealthy eating behaviors that um, really throw them into, you know, Crazy, crazy times because, you know, if something about someone doing a body uh, competition and think about the restriction that they go through, if you've ever known anyone who truly, you know, went through that, they could do so much restriction, put so much on their body to make the muscles pop and really, you know, show up on stage. And then when they're done within a day, they typically gain about 10 pounds. It's not fat, but their body has been so restricted that when it, that's how it reacts and they, they put on, you know, they put on about 10 pounds in a day or two and think about mentally how that feels. That's got to be tough. And then a big one that I'm really seeing, and I I really would love to take the Diet Terminator into this area is with preteens and teens. Our kids are hearing us talk about our bodies and they're hearing us talk about that, that we have to eat a salad today because we ate cake last night. They're picking that up. They're, and that's, they're, they're learning it from us. So I really think that preteens and teens, I would love to, to get in, you know, if anybody's listening and, and can, I can come talk to some teens and educate them on body confidence and body image and loving themselves for who they are and understanding that food is fuel. It's not an enemy. I would love to get, you know, to talk with people like that and educate them because we're teaching our kids that, you know, even from, from a baby, you know, we're, when our baby turns its head from food, they're intuitively listening to their body. They're probably done, but we think, no, you haven't eaten enough and just keep feeding them. So we're already teaching them at a very young age to continue eating until someone else tells you that you're, you're done. You know, your plate's not, your plate's not empty. So you're, you're not done when you're really full. That that is yeah. Yeah, that is it's definitely profound. Which brings me to this one. I mean, I, I, another question, which is a great follow up to what you just mentioned, is about the unhealthy relationships that we have with food. But I know you said from an early age, you know, we are taught to you know eat everything on your plate, finish this, try that, whatever. Why do you think you know so many of us get into these um, relationships even after we've kind of left the home and we're doing our own thing? Why do you think we continue with these unhealthy relationships with food? So I think the biggest, if I had to name, there's a lot of reasons, but I think avoidance of real problems or situations. I think a lot of people turn to food to soothe their stress or their emotions. And I think that's probably the biggest issue. 
you know, then they get caught up in the, the whole shame and guilt. I mean, you know, we, we, we gain weight, you know, we turn to food to, to, to avoid our stuff emotions and then we gain the weight, then we're unhappy with ourselves. So then you have the, you know, the onset feeling of feeling ugly in your body and then you've got low self-esteem and then you go into the whole guilt and shame when you do eat or, you know, you overeat or you, you're not, you, you know, you're turning to food, but you don't know how to stop. So there's no really one single cause and everyone is different. So unhealthy eating patterns typically stem from, you know, traumatic experiences. And that can be at any point in your life, wanting to, wanting or or feeling the need to be in control. If you're in a, you know, this is an example of when I was in an abusive marriage, I had no control of my life and I turned to food to have any kind of control. And then rewarding uh, patterns. So, you know, again, we teach our kids, you know, go potty and you're going to get some M&Ms. We're teaching them that food is a reward. And I'm not saying that there's, you know, I don't, I don't want any parents to get you know, angry at me out there. But, you know, this, think about that. It's a pattern. It's a, you know, it's, we celebrate and it's all about food. We've had a bad day. It's all about food. I'm going to eat my way through this day because I'm just, you know, pissed off or you just had a crappy day or I'm on top of the world. And so I'm just going to, you know, celebrate and eat. It's always about food. We turn to eating to, you know, to, to celebrate. And then honestly, genetics can be a part of it. Um, if you've got a, a line of people in your, you know, history and uh, people in your family that have eating disorders or have had, you know, true eating disorders, not just eating, um, eating behaviors and unhealthy eating behaviors, you know, you may fall into that category. So definitely if it runs in your family, you know, there could be genetics tied to it and, and, you know, definitely be in tune with what's going on with your eating habits. They make a difference. Yeah, what are some of the common issues that you help your clients solve? When they come to you, what are they looking for or, or what are you helping them to achieve? So a lot of times my clients come to me because they want to lose weight. That's typically why people find a trainer and coach. And so ultimately I end up helping them with having a healthy relationship with food and exercise to stop simply surviving and start thriving in life. I help them find confidence in themselves and in their bodies. They become comfortable in their bodies. They trust their body again to eat. A lot of us just don't trust our body because we think everything we put in our mouth, we're going to just, you know, blow up and gain all this weight and help them to trust their body again and just be more present in their life and in their relationships. You know, the example I used of having dinner with friends, are you focused on your food and your guilt and shame? Are you focused on your company? So. Finding that and and having that being present in your life is is so important. I mean, it's just like being unplugged these days is more thing away. Um, You know, the the, the shame and guilt around eating, finding that relationship, healthy relationship with their food is, is very important. Absolutely. I definitely agree with you. And before we wrap up, uh, Carrie, what do you enjoy most? What do you enjoy most about helping your clients reach their goals? Um, so watching somebody grow from the inside out is absolutely amazing. Watching the transformation happen is amazing. It's little steps and it doesn't happen overnight. They start wanting their body to be a certain way. They stop, they stop wanting their body to be a certain way. They start out wanting to have this, you know, perfect body. And then as their journey goes along and you start hearing them talk about 
just the health side of it and just how they're thriving in life and they're energized um, and they're overcoming their fears and their self-doubt and they're stepping out of their comfort zone, doing things that they normally wouldn't have done. And that might just be getting dressed and going out to dinner with friends. Just watching that is amazing in and of itself. So yeah, I mean, helping help them helping them reach their goals and watching the transformation is again, I'm pinching myself. Is this really my job? You know? Yeah, I love that. Well, you are doing an amazing job. I've heard nothing but wonderful things about you. And I, I, I definitely am rooting for you. And anybody that is listening, if you would like to have Carrie come out and talk, uh, I don't know, maybe a school, college or programs. I know summer camps are still going. This is definitely the person to talk to when it comes to health, wealth and well, wealth as well, but health and wealth. Yeah. <laughs> And, and, and just, uh, you know, establishing a good relationship with food and, and, you know, getting healthy on the inside and out. Um, also, Carrie, before you leave, go ahead and let us know. You know what? I, I'm, I'm going to have you do this because we're closing out, but I want you to leave some last thoughts of words of encouragement and then go into where we can find you online. Um, information about your fitness training programs. Also, the, the Diet Terminator website mm-hmm. handles all that other good stuff. Go ahead and feel free to drop that for us. Oh, okay, great. Thank you. So I want to leave you with these words. Stop simply surviving and start thriving by having a helpful relationship with food and fitness through building a foundation of essential and purposeful habits to live the life that you deserve. All right. And where can we find you online? So uh, all of my social media handles are at It's Carrie Walsh and it's I-T-S-K-E-R-R-Y-W-A-L-S-H. And then you can find me at dietterminator.com and fitness, the number four com. And I just want to do also uh, mention that I do certify people in the health and wellness industry and fitness industry. I do certify them in being able to coach this with their clients. The Diet Terminator has a, has a master education program to get certified and you do get CEC approved credit. So just want to put that out there as well. Wonderful. Yeah, definitely. All right, guys. So you heard it. Make sure that you get in contact with Carrie and check her out and all the wonderful things that she is doing. Carrie, we definitely enjoyed having you on and we'll uh, keep up with some of the great things you're doing in the community. So thanks for taking the time to speak with me today. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in to SOB Style of Business, the podcast. Be sure to connect with us at styleofbusiness.co where you can stream past episodes or get more info on our services. Also, if you enjoyed the show, please follow us on iTunes and Spotify at SOB Style of Business, the podcast. See you guys next week.